Hello everybody, it's your friendly neighborhood engineer Michael here, and before we get started, I just wanted to let you all know, first of all, uh, we have a live show uh, coming March 27th, that'll be on our YouTube, uh, we're planning on starting that at noon Pacific Time, or 3pm uh, Eastern Time, or 8pm British Summer Time, depending on where you are, uh, or other time zones, your, your mileage temporally may vary, your meterage? Oh, I don't even know. Okay, we're in a whole other thing. And if you're looking for a little more Doctor Who RPG talk in your life, I have recently been a guest on Wibbly Wobbly Dicey Wicey. Uh, that's a podcast about the Doctor Who RPG and sort of specifics about the game and um, all sorts of, you know, cool intricacies of, of the game and gameplay. And uh, not only have I been on there to talk about uh, our, our wonderful show here, The Game of Rassilon, uh, I've also been a part of a few of the Another Universe episodes talking about characters like Santa Claus, who weirdly does not have a sheet in the Doctor Who RPG system. We, we went ahead and fixed that. Uh, but we also have uh, gone through some, some characters as wild as Billy Butcher from The Boys and um, uh, the Highlanders from Highlander. Well, there's just the one Highlander and Highlander. We actually talk about that a couple of times. Anyway, um, give, give, give those a listen. They're quite fun. And uh, anyway, uh, on to uh, our adventure. Oh, hello there. Welcome to the game of Rassilon. This is what you might have missed. You see it coming from the northwest, screaming through the sky. A flying saucer, adorned with neon lights, like something out of a bad 50s sci-fi movie. Then, there is an almighty crash as the ship makes its final, fatal crash landing in a construction site just south of the earth. Would, would, would the construction site happen to be building the future home of an electronics store? There's a large, blocky building with a vaguely Art Deco motif on the front that would probably be ready to welcome customers, but not for the flying saucer jutting out of the front, thick green smoke wafting out of the rear exhaust ports. Clinging to the ceiling, uh, like full-on Spider-Man style, uh, is, a, is a small, grey alien. There's a deadly machine that is hunting us across the galaxy. Uh, on behalf of a madman. They very wide, extremely thin flying saucer slowly phases through the wall, doing no damage to the structure surrounding it, as a large, physically imposing humanoid figure emerges from the spectacle. I am Polydine, and they are lunch. back to the game of Rassilon. We are going to pick up exactly where we left off in the Fry's Electronics in Burbank, 1995, as two grey aliens have attempted to outrun a vicious Andrigum hunter who has just arrived at the Fry's Electronics, and you can feel the vibrations in the ground as he stomps menacingly towards your direction. What do you do? Um, I am going to position myself in between him and the greys that are behind me so that like if he wants to get to them he has to go through me oh also don't forget we're in a we're in a cage yeah you're in that security cage in the kind of closed off 
what would normally be diner themed, but in this instance is not. It's just you know glass, uh, you know concrete and those kind of squ- square tile glass, uh, just to kind of separate the because the, the interior of the of the fries currently has no theme because this was not going to be a themed fries. Um, uh, as the as as Polidine is kind of stomping towards you, so where about are you kind of positioning yourself? Um, I think that I am maybe like stepping out of the cage and kind of like stepping up so that I am standing in front of the cage, but still, like I said, like I'm kind of like right in front of the cage. Um, and I am going to stand kind of. I'm going to close the cage door behind me, and I'm standing in a way so that in order to get to the cage door, the hunter has to go through me. Alright, the hunter sees you, and as an androgum, the hunter has to do a roll, and the role is to determine uh, if they can uh, resist the urge to want to eat you. So I have to do a resolve and knowledge roll for this particular character, so give me just a moment. That's a bad roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, is, uh, it is yes, but... So the Endrigum just uh, kind of looks at you um, and you can see him kind of lick his lips at you a little bit. He goes, hmm, you look delicious, but you are not what I'm here for. Maybe mm, later. Move out of my way, human. And I, I look at look at him and I say, I'm sorry to inform you, but meat's off the menu tonight, boys. Plus, you don't have consent! Plus, she's not a human. Gross! I will ask you again not to get between me and my meal. Okay, again, I feel like we just went over this, but I'm saying the meat is off the menu. So, you know, there. now, if you would like some meat, there was a very delicious Chinese restaurant that we just went to, and you... Look, you can't eat... The people who work there, but I will let you know that one of the people that work there is from the UK and they make a great chicken tikka, I've been told. So, you know, if you want to stand down and let these nice folks go, I'll be happy to treat you to a meal. We have to return a car there anyway, so it's, it's you know what, it's like, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, the Andragum has a trait which is obsession, then is obsessed with catching the greys. So in this instance, the Andragum is not going to uh, not going to respond to that. He is going to. He's currently holding a very large carving knife. Uh, he's he's he kind of s- attaches it to uh, the back of of his kind of bandolier, like it attaches, like it's magnetized, and then he reaches for a smaller, um, like a steak knife, off of his off of his uh, bandolier, flips it in the air, catches it by the blade, and then goes to throw it at you. So um, I'm going to need you. To do coordination and athletics. Oh no. Because this is an attack, um, and I have quick reflexes, mm-hmm. would I Ooh. have the would that um typically in combat that means I get to go first, but since you're doing mm-hmm. more of just like a straight up attack versus like an actual combat round, could uh-huh. I maybe parlay that into an, the quick reflexes into like an a bonus to my roll to dodge? I know that normally like this would be like an attack roll and we would get into like yeah. attack rounds. But I think for just for like sake of speed, can I just, instead of like me using my quick reflexes as a, like a reason to get to go first in the rounds, since we're not really doing rounds. Can I just use it as like an extra roll onto my coordination and uh, what was, it, was it athletics? 
Uh, yeah, you're using uh, coordination and athletics. The problem is that Polydine also has quick reflexes, so they would they would cancel each other out. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I rolled no. bad. Um, oh no. Not bad. Um, I rolled. So I I my coordination was down one because of me getting mm. falling in the TARDIS earlier. Oh yes. And then athletics. So I I was starting with a six, and then I rolled a one and a two. So oh no. no. That puts me at a nine. Nine, which is a bad. Uh, Polydine rolled a fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. that puts that Not puts Polydine. So, so that's five more. So that puts that puts uh, Polydine straight in into yes territory. Yeah. Sure so that does. knife is gonna hit you. Yeah, it sure does. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm uh, not gonna use a story point to avoid it. I'm gonna let it hit me because I it's so rare that I actually get hurt uh, in this game. So I'm gonna take it. I, it's yeah. It's so rare that we actually get something like this. Um, I am. Uh, let me just do a quick roll. To see where it hits you. Okay, so that's going to go for the arm, um, which would ordinarily affect your uh, coordination, resolve, and strength. Okay. I can divide the damage across all of those. It's four points of damage, so I'm going to take two from your coordination and two from your resolve. Uh, two from two from coordination, two from strength. Okay. Wow, I'm really down on both of those. That'll be fun to see how that plays out. Aww. All right. Uh, so I, the, how I want to do this because it was just a straight success for uh, Polydine. I think when the when the when the knife it's a steak knife and it's going to hit you in I'll I'll go ahead and say kind of the right arm like the upper upper right arm so that kind of knocks you back a bit um, okay hit you in the shoulder and he's still kind of marching onwards towards the uh, to the checkout area towards that safety kit okay I think that even though I have a knife in my like kind of shoulder blade here I think that I am falling backwards against the cage. So I'm still using my body as like a shield to protect the people behind me, because like now he would okay. physically have to move me in order to get from the cage. Okay. While all this has been going on, I would like Travis to have been looking through the electronics in the cage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was so going to say something similar. So. Typically, the security stuff is going to be the stuff that goes in the security cage is the stuff that's going to be a little bit pricier that they don't necessarily want on the uh, on the show floor. So in my mind's eye, I'm thinking things like uh, like graphics cards, like motherboards, like a lot of computer equipment. Um, Any probably, power supplies? Uh, I would say almost certainly there's there's going to be like. Do, are you talking about like a like a computer PSU? Uh huh. Yes, almost certainly. All right. Um, so I'm also. Can I make a pitch? Yeah. There's a very, very good fax machine. Okay. Not what I need God, for my I really my thought plan. that would... God, okay. No, I, I love the fact go. that y'all just watched the doctor get hit by a knife and flung against this cage, and you're like, I wonder if there's any good gear in here. No, no, no. This, this was is, this me is stepping it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because while each of you were dealing with one of the greys, I had sort of wanted to do this, but there wasn't a point for me to say that so um what i would like travis to do is basically i want to jerry rig the power supplies and turn this cage into a faraday cage aka electrocuting it nice Uh okay i like that okay oh wait but i I just said that i leaned against the cage i know i haven't said i turned it on could you go ahead and do ingenuity plus technology i will give you your plus two for tech adept okay Uh, seventeen. I'm also gonna. Oh, I'm yeah. also gonna give you another plus two as well because this is tech from like the mid '90s. This is like home turf, yeah. Travis. All right, so nineteen um, then. 
Yeah, 19. Okay, yeah. Uh, 19, you are able to lash together a bunch of these PSUs into uh, in, in to kind of create uh, a system that will turn this into a into a Faraday cage. Yeah. Um, ba- basically, uh, the way I'm seeing it is that I was still building this when the doctor stepped out and got hit, and now she's up against it. And I haven't finished slash turned it on yet because it would take some time to do so. So... I am not currently electrocuting the doctor. <laughs> I just wanted that I'm, to be very clear. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm content to to concede that if we want to if we want to move forward. Um, so you see the doctor kind of uh, kind of bash up against the the side of the uh, the security cage, and you are seeing now Paula Dean kind of uh, kind of storming, kind of like with a stormtrooper march cadence towards the uh, towards the cage. And and when I when I see that the doctor has positioned herself where she is, I say, Doctor. Faraday cage, and I point to what I'm working on, hoping that she will like come inside and close the door. Um, I have just been hit by a knife. <laughs> um, that's, and that's true. And you have. I am like, kind of like, yeah. kind of like doing Carrie, that. Carrie, can you help her? Yeah, I've got a first aid kit in my fanny pack. Hold up. No, no, physically get her in the cage. <laughs> oh, just, oh, just, oh, yeah. Ouch! Got you. <laughs> I don't, I do not appreciate this. I, I was talking to you as a civil person. I offered you a delicious meal at a very lovely Chinese restaurant, and I do not appreciate <laughs> this. Ow! As, as you are doing that, you can see him kind of reaching for another uh, knife, and Carrie, you can also see this. He's reaching for another kind of very pointed uh kitchen knife uh-huh. on uh, on on his his bandolier so you're going to want to move quickly go ahead and give me to carry the doctor into the cage give me coordination and sorry strength and athletics 12 12 total 12 um uh, d- uh doctor do you want to do anything to help with that or carry do you want to spend a story point because right now you're kind of in no but territory i'm actually well, going to do the opposite i'm going to make it harder in that like my because of where you said it hit me, I think that like mm-hmm. it's actually difficult to move me because like if she pulls my arm, as it's gonna make the damage more. Mm. So that's I think like the opposite of helping. I think that like I'm trying to I'm 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 still trying to maneuver myself to like protect. Like that's my instinct is to do that. Yeah. Um. But also, yeah. I, like based on where the door is and where my wound is, I think that mm. I haven't quite figured out how that she can help me yet. So. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So right now, Carrie, you are at uh, you are at no but. Um, so that's uh, a fail. Yeah, I think I only have eight right now. So if you spend one, you can get up to a yes but. If you spend two, you can get up to a yes. Yeah, let's. let's uh, it's entirely up to you. Let's do you one hold... story point. You want to do? Okay, so that will take you up to a yes but. Sure. So you you are able to get into the security cage, okay. but the doctor is very difficult. It's, it ah! is trying to protect and is being difficult ah! uh, and is in pain and is not able to move that arm. And every time you like, you accidentally like knock the arm or bop the arm, or at one point you're trying ah! to carry her and you like ah! accidentally stop, like stop. hit the handle of the knife. Stop! 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 Um, stop! 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 <laughs> so you, you, you are able to carry her into the cage, um, but Polydine is very, very close to the cage as you get inside. Um, which, which does not leave Travis a lot of time to to switch this thing off. So it's going to be very kind of squeaky bum time in terms of what happens next. So what does happen next? I would think as soon as I saw that they're clear, I would try to 
activate it. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you roll ingenuity and technology, but you're going to also be contesting. This is going to be kind of a weird contest, but we're going to push on with it. Uh, Polydine's um, uh, uh, presence and resolve. Raw That's how we're going to do this. Okay. Because Polydine is fully like, wants these greys. It's like yum, yum. Winner, winner, gray dinner. Um, <laughs> and, uh, t- tech adept on this also. Uh, yeah, I'll give you tech adept. Okay. Actually, no, because of the the squeaky bum time nature of this, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, nullify the tech adept because I'm gonna give okay. you negative two. So we'll just obliterate that. Okay. Uh, okay. So so Polydine rolled a thirteen. <laughs> Seventeen. Oh, um, that's good. Could I All say right, also? So you... Could I say that Dan also gets? Uh, a plus two because he is being put in charge by someone he tr- like he's he's currently in charge. Yes, of yeah, I'm hurt. So I'm happy to give that too. Yeah, so that uh, I mean that still leaves you in good territory. Uh, you yeah. are you have seven higher than because you rolled an, uh, like a dirty twenty, right? Not that there's such a thing as a nat twenty in this thing. Uh, well, without... I, I had eight going in and I rolled a five and a four. Nice. Oh, okay. Beautiful. So yeah, so yeah, you're good. You're more than good. So uh, you're able to activate the Faraday cage just as Polladine. Uh, is reaching for the door um, and he gets a little bit of a blast um, a l- blast back. He's not close enough to get like the full force of it but he does get kind of jolted back yeah. and I'm actually going to have him take a hit to his uh, uh, to his strength as a result of that so his strength has now gone down to three and he's standing on the outside of this, this Faraday cage looking in and he says you can't stay in there forever if you give me what I want, I will leave the rest of you alone. It's the greys I want. Specifically their liver. If you want to just leave, like, slide their livers out in a box, we cool. Um, can I make a pitch? Yeah. Uh, knowing what I know about the plot of the two doctors and what happens when one of these people sees the Time Lord blood, um, mm-hmm. the fact that he just hit me with a knife and made me bleed in front of him. Is there anything he has to do to resist the temptation to now want to eat me as well? Oh, he already did that role earlier, you may recall. Right, but that was and before he's... I was sliced open to be bloody. Uh, you know what, yeah, I'll there, have him do... It's literally a plot point in that in that serial. Yeah, that... yeah, absolutely. You, you're absolutely right. I'm going to have him do that resolve and knowledge role. we were hoping for! Uh... So that is. It, I know it sounds like I want my character to die. No, no. I don't, but this is just like <laughs> such fun story that I'm like, I don't know how to not like. How do we not have them try to eat the doctor? So yeah, uh, the uh, the Andragum, I, I succeeded on the wall. So 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 uh, looks at where you've been cut and uh, and says mm, that mm, that does certainly look delicious, but it's the greys I want. Hand them over. And I will leave you alone. You can't I... stay in there forever. Look, you've hit me once. You got a lucky cheap shot on me. You won't get... Ah, you won't get a second one. So I recommend that you turn and leave before I get angry. Angry? What can an angry human do in a Faraday cage? I can do quite a bit. I'm not in the uh, cage. You're in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on the other side I, of the cage is in my cage. I think you misunderstand the core concept of cages. And then he uh, 
He reaches into his pocket and pulls out what looks like a little an air conditioner unit remote control, but is clearly not uh, <laughs> because of props and budget reasons. And presses the button, and you hear a <laughs> as that the metal robot that Carrie saw earlier appears. And now, Doctor, now that you are face to face with this thing, not face to face literally, it's not in the cage. It's appeared next to Polydine. And now that you can see this thing, um, you recognize exactly what it is. It is a Raston Warrior robot. It has a uh, a, a quiver attached to its back of the spikes um, and uh, there's a, like a crack on its head uh, where it appears to have taken some damage and that may be what has given Polydine access to allow him to reprogram it um, but the rest of Warrior Robot is kind of standing there in a kind of stationary kind of neutral mode awaiting orders Oh, I'm not. I'm not impressed by your toys. I used to have a robot dog. It's fine. It's not a thing that scares me. What I'm saying is, this cage is not protecting us from you. It's protecting you from me. And I've been pretty patient about that until now. So I'm inviting you one more time to get back in your ship, think about vegetarianism, and get off this planet, which is protected, or face the consequences of whatever it is that I'm going to come up with to to create <laughs> consequences for you. Paula Dean looks at you and then looks around and sees a small, uh, like a black office chair that would be probably used by one of the cashiers when they. You remember when cashiers were allowed to sit? Anyway, one of what? those. Um, and, Not in America, and Ben. He wheels. Let me. Let me allow me this fiction. <laughs> let's let fictional uh, cashiers in in stores. Let's allow them to sit. Well, we can't do anything real. There was a whole Seinfeld yeah. plot about that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, wheels this chair over, sits down, and puts his his big, heavy, booted feet up on the count on the counter, um, and kind of leans back. Oh, in the they're chair. they're just getting set up to open. You've already scuffed it up. I mean, that's just not nice. That's rude. And he says, "I can wait all day." And he st- and he, and he gives a very small, like a like an apple carving knife, and starts picking at his nails because that's the kind of person that he is. Uh, well, I would order you some Chinese food, but we we can't because we have the guy's car, so he can't bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm giving you a story point back for that because <laughs> that's great. <gasps> Our leftovers um, are in the car. Except <laughs> yeah. one uh, to... <laughs> says, anything you try to do, you touch the outside of your own cage, you will die. If you try to leave the cage... The Raston warrior robot, whom I have named McGregor, will kill you. Oh, I guess we won't leave then. I've, I guess we'll just stay here then. We're comfy. I've, yeah, I've, got, a comfort- I've got a seat here, and there's like a thing. Um, my friend's got food, so I think we're fine. I mean... I've waited a long time to capture these greys. I've been monitoring transmissions on the interstellar food network. Have you... I'm not going to give up my quarry so easily. Have you... There are a lot of other Andrigam hunters out there. It's a real cutthroat kitchen up there. Wow. And I'm not leaving. Um, no I... No regrets. I am going to... I want to make a roll. I don't want to say what it is yet, because I think it's more fun if it plays out... Okay. ...narratively. Um, All right. Okay. Okay, so I'm making a ingenuity and technology roll, and um, can I add my tech adept to that? Uh, I think in this circumstance, yes, you can. Okay, if if you'll allow me, 
Instead of ingenuity yeah. and technology, I'm going to say ingenuity and subterfuge because I'm trying to do it without him noticing me doing it. Oh, yeah, that works okay. fine for me. That, yeah. That's actually a worse role for me, but I think it's more appropriate for what's happening. Yeah, so. and you, st you still get the tech adept yeah, in this cool. situation. Okay, awesome. So I rolled a 7 on the dice plus that. So that gives me a 22. That's yeah. very, very nice. good. Okay. Yeah, so that puts you firmly in yes and territory. Okay, so what happens is is that the two of you, Carrie and and, and Travis, and also the Greys, um, you see me suddenly just, like, groan in pain and, like, grab my my hurt arm with a knife in it. Um, uh -huh. Travis and Carrie, I, you see me quickly while I'm wincing. I kind of just, like, suddenly, like, lock eyes with each of you and then go back to it and... Travis, you have seen me do this enough times, especially with your history with me. You notice that I have my Sonic in my hand. And I part of why I'm in pain is because I'm using a muscle to push a button on the Sonic, which is hurting me because of the tendons the way they go up my arm are being affected by that. So you actually mm. So my pain is sincere pain. I'm not faking it, but I'm also causing it to myself by pushing this button on my Sonic. And we get it, you're cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome, Michael. Yeah. You're so goth. I'm like, like the coolest. More. I'm like so cool. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like Farusa bulk level cool. Alright, um, and then I you Roll see me lean forward. Wait, no, uh. And I and I, I send a signal and Travis, you can kind of get an idea with because of your um your I think your brain being digital the way it is, I think you probably become aware of a signal that's happening. But you also know that it's being blocked because we're inside a Faraday cage. Um, and you see me, you, you, you feel the signal go off. And then I nod at you as in a way of saying when it's time. Like when you, it, like the signal is now active, but it's being blocked by the Faraday cage. And you know that like when I'm telling you, like when it's time to drop the cage, right. do it. Okay. So for now, no, nothing is going out of the cage, but this signal is going and it will go at some point. So um, and when I, when I lean forward and I wince, I, uh, I think Carrie, you're probably close to me at this point because you just pulled me, you pulled me into the cage. Right. So I lean forward to wince and then like, I lean forward into your ear and I give you a wet willy. No, I lean forward to your ear <laughs> and I whisper, I go, I go, Carrie, we need to stall them as long as possible. Um, we do not want to leave this cage and we can't leave these two behind. Got it. Okay. Uh... Hey, shiny. You ever have a crab rangoon? It just if if it ha if it has eyes uh in that smooth surfaced head of its of, of, that it has, uh it is giving no indication that it is looking at you. I d I don't think the robot's going to want to eat the food. It doesn't have a mouth. No, it's it's not really about that. He doesn't know what it is, so we kind of just get his attention. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, maybe Travis can make us something while I'm just, like, trying to talk to him. I don't know. This this has worked in the TV shows I've watched. Does the doctor <laughs> still have the knife in her arm? No one's pulled it out yet, so yeah. yeah. It's probably, you might want to leave it in. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the 90s medical show you're watching. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, uh, can I do a thing as, uh, Gene? Yeah. Um. Create Star Trek? Since we're in the, like, behind the the cage kind of security zone are there any like could i search ben for like 
like kids games or like toys or sort of loud things. Yeah, I mean, that's probably like some like leapfrog learning pads, like those learn to read tablets that uh-huh. were very, very popular in the 90s where you like slot a book into it. There's oh, yeah, like, like a bunch the... of those. We're a little too bunch of the late Calgos for Sneak moves. and Spells and we're a little bit too early for, for Furbies and uh, um, Tickle Me Elmo's. We are two Tickle years too early for Furbies. Can I just find like a box of uh, a box of Simons? Uh, so, uh, Simons and also Buzz Lightyear action figures. It's just occurred yes! to me. Yes! Fresh consignment of Buzz Lightyear's in there. That rules. Okay, uh, so um, as... Gene, uh, okay, clearly I'm doing the things in character. No, Michael appears. Uh, uh, time <laughs> generator, Clint McElroy. Uh, no, yeah. um, uh, so I, I'm going to... Th- so the way that the cash register area is sort of set up, if I remember right, there's sort of spaces, gaps in the floor where you could slide things under. Yes? Let's say yes. yes. What story points am I'm I have gonna to? I'm going to say you can spend a story point to make that change. No, we'll make it two story I do points have to, to make that change. I do have to change. chime in. Uh, Toy Story didn't come out until November 1995. I had to look it up. Ah. Uh, I, okay. I would have met. I, okay. Yeah, no that lights here. We'll get rid of the, yeah. we'll get rid of the buzz. Because they were famously, movies. all the stores were famously understocked with stuff because they weren't sure it was going to be yeah. a hit. Mmm. Yeah. Okay, there's um, just a stack of Power Ranger Season 2, <laughs> well, I don't know, Saba the Talking Swords and Karate Gloves. And um, so, yeah, uh, Gene is going to use use one of their story points and, and chuck all these like sort of sound making things in in various directions away from the um, away from the, the sort of secure area to try and distract the Raston Warrior robot because... Uh, I'm guessing they like track based on sound or something, and maybe I can distract. Yeah, they, they have okay. motion sensors. I don't want to be the narc here, but <laughs> because we had a previous like I don't want to be that guy moment, and, we, and it kind of was accurate. I, I understand that you're spending a story point to make there be a little gap under the side of the cage, but I don't know how effective a non-theft cage would be if you could easily slide most of the product <laughs> in the cage out through the bottom of the cage. Like, like I thought, yeah, I mean, I thought you meant like just a gap of air, like where like the door opens and closes, where like like a like a like maybe a video game cartridge could slip underneath. But I think you were talking about entire action yeah, figures and yeah. toys. That might be a little bit like what's yeah, the point I mean, of the cage I, at that point? Riley makes a very good point. Okay, um, could I maybe put a couple of these things in like a bag or something and climb up and try and throw them over the electric cage? Because yeah, because well, wouldn't electric it's, it's also over? Like there's a there's a top as well. Oh dear! All right. Well, yeah, then this again, is all a terrible climb, idea. If somebody could climb into the cage again, it defeats the point of the cage. Like, <laughs> I'm not from this planet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. So, so no, I, do, Michael. I'm cl- sorry to like neg-, neg your ideas. I just I'm imagining the listener going, "Wait, the cage is open and there's a gap in the bottom of it." Like <laughs> clock wipe to um uh to 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 carry wrapping bandages on Jean's hand. <laughs> and Jean goes, okay, well, I guess we can't climb out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, It's weird Look, that you I've tried got... a second time. I feel like the first time was, was, was obvious that was happening, and then you tried again and again and again. So on my character sheet, it says adversary Andrigam Hunters. I'm just adding and the doctor real quick. <laughs> uh, no, uh... <laughs> and metal. Sorry, I do have an idea. Uh, yeah, go for Please, it. Please, mine is a boss. That's okay. No, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I basically have our team huddle together as closely as possible. And, um, I say, 
doctor, um, these things are basically like sharks. If we chum the water, he'll probably get distracted, correct? I mean, that was kind of my intention of bleeding in front of him, but that didn't work. So I don't know how true that actually well, is. Well, what, what if we take a handkerchief and dab a little bit of your blood and just, you know, get it to the other side? Maybe he'll take the bait. I mean, it's worth a try. I mean, I guess a little dab will do that. I'm basically trying to create enough of a, a distraction for uh, our your plan to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait a second. Is there an RC car that wouldn't fit under the, the slot? Security <laughs> no, I know, but nothing. We know nothing's going to fit under the slot. We're going to have to get something out of yeah. there in some yeah. way. So when we lower the when we lower the field on the cage. We could release an RC car with the blood on it and drive it around Home Alone style and mess with the the hunter and the, uh, the warrior robot. Can I? I have a funny idea for something that could happen that I'll spend story points to have happen if if you'll let me. All right. Suddenly, uh, a security guard from outside pops his head in the door <laughs> and has a bag with a doc a diet Dr Pepper and <laughs> what was the other thing we asked him to get for us? Uh, I think it was a bunch of crab rangoons. No, no, we we sent him to the Seven Eleven, didn't we? No, we, we yeah. sent him. Seven Eleven was for the Doctor Pepper. Oh, okay. Seven, yeah, Seven. He comes in with a, a bag from the Seven Eleven and a bag from the Chinese restaurant, and he's like out of breath. And <sighs> he, I guess, at this point, the electricity in the door would have kind of come. Like, he, but I guess he's popped in from the back, and he's like, "Um, I'm not. I'll, I'll let you role play it, but I think the idea yeah. of him coming in, I think it's a fun like it's co- codename Jim." If you innocent person come in, if you like, want to spend five story points to have Jim return yeah, with, yeah, um, uh, yeah, okay. So I, I'm right. spending five story points, and so yeah, I I, uh, I guess since I'm spending the story points, I'm in charge of that part of the narrative, right? So, um, yeah, there's <laughs> like a that's how that works. That's that's the point of a story point, right? Uh, well, if you you describe exactly what you want to happen with Jim's return, and then once okay. that takes place, Michael has then got resumes control. Of yeah, the um, I think that. Yeah, I think that Jim... What I think has happened is Jim has come back with his stuff. He sees that the front door is still inaccessible because of electricity. And then he, like, can see footprints on the ground a little bit, like, in the dirt from the construction site. So he yeah. follows good them, guard. comes around back. What's that? He's a good guard. I like yeah. That. Thank you. Uh, comes around <laughs> back and uh, now is a little bit suspicious that something's going on. Um, just just finally cluing into that. and he, But he does have his bag of food and Dr. Pepper and I think he's peeking in the back door and finding that there's suddenly this weird spaceship landing in the middle of his store. Mm. Go, Michael. It's yours now. I'm giving you the back to your wheel. I have parked your car. You are now ready to drive it. Jim immediately leaves in terror. <laughs> I'm go- no, I think uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, I think you hear the sound of a bag of just really crisp and delicious crab rangoon uh, hit the floor uh, as and and also sadly the diet Dr Pepper hits the ground and sort of splatters uh, no! in various directions. This is the worst day as, of my life. <laughs> the cash the cash area has refrigeration in it. Anyway, um, so Jim uh, pulls. Uh, I'm going to say instead of having a gun, uh, it's it's after the it's post riot L A. So Jim's got a big can of mace. Uh, stuck on stuck on his belt, and he's gonna hold out a can of mace, uh, and says like, "All right, uh, stop, stop, stop right there." I, I don't know who you 
you, you, you two are, but you're definitely not customers. The uh, Rastor Moria robot kind of, uh, like, turns to look at Jim and then jumps up in the air and disappears. And then I, I look at Travis and yeah, go, boy. Yeah, now. Well, did, did uh, um, so, Paula Dean look away as well? Uh, yeah, Paula Dean's definitely turned Yeah, then to that's look the moment okay. I, that I use yeah. to deactivate the electric field to let the broadcast go. Um, yeah. Without drawing any attention, hopefully. Yeah. Once your brain tells you that it's been sent out, then you can yeah. put back in as a teacher. Can I mace the Andragum? Do you want to try and mace the Andragum? Yeah, I feel like it would really mess up his day. <laughs> yeah, right, with, those, uh, with those eyebrows of him, are you cut up in there? It's going to be real it's, Yeah, it's going to get real, just, like, spicy. Spicy. Said that already, but still. <laughs> the, I will stress, by the way, uh, Polidine does have a fear factor, um, and also the Androgum has has a fear factor as well. On here, um, that was a joke about Pauladine having a fear factor. <laughs> Sorry, let me let me start that again. You just drizzled um, that right on. Uh, well done. I think Pauladine kind of turning, seeing Jim, and then stands up. But if Jim's just gonna be like uh, like Annie Edison with the with just running forward with the mace, um, then I'm gonna have you do uh, coordination. And uh, I am going to call it fighting in this instance. No, I think marksman. I think because of the nature of it, I think marksman doesn't quite work. We invented Jim as we were going. So what are those stats for him? Um, I'm sure there's some kind of sheet. Let me have let me, a look. Let me look in the book and see. If there's like a standard, like a. There's a unit soldier, which might be a little bit too. Yeah. Um. What about Rigsy, which is on page? Uh. Well, it's one of the ones that I, I bet Rigsy's because Rigsy was a like a like a Rigsy's, dude. I don't. Yeah, I like that a lot. Rigsy, yeah, let's go yeah, with Rigsy or let's Courtney Woods would probably be your two good ones, but I think Rigsy probably makes the most sense. Let's use Rigsy's stats. Just or just Danny the, Pink. Just a... Danny Pink wouldn't be a terrible one. Oh. I think I lean more towards Rigsy because I don't. Th- I, my brain oh, kind of like the, the yeah. person who's the the security guard <laughs> is probably not someone who has a lot of experience, like out in the world i also <laughs> like the, I, mean? I like the idea that rig i like rigsy because i feel like using mace and using spray paint is somewhat of a, a similar skill mm. um <laughs> uh go ahead and give me um uh coordination and i am going to call it fighting because okay. marksman doesn't feel right because it's not like a boing whip weapon yeah i'm not doing moitas wow i rolled moitas. a 15 that's a good roll. That's the best I may have ever rolled in this game. Anyway, uh, go get him, Jim. Uh, it is a straight up tie. So that's yes, but Jim does it. Mm. Um, but I would say that Jim, <laughs> here's how I'm going to do this. Can I spend a story <laughs> to go up to just a straight up yes? Yeah, I want to blast this. I want to. I want to be a successful security guard who does his job. Thank you, Jim. And went above and beyond. Like I am a delivery sir. I am, I am Uber Eats. We invented it just now. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to say Jim has a story point and Jim can use it for this. <laughs> All right, fine. I, I, fine. Jim's Deal. not supposed to have a story, Michael. <laughs> We're not. If Jim. Jim's. After this episode gets dropped, Big Finish are going to be knocking on our door to give Jim his own child. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, Ben. This is Death of oh, the I author. can't wait. We're I can't not wait. In charge I of Jim's can't story. wait for the Jim is in charge. Riley, you and I started yeah. saying it at the exact same moment. Yeah. And- <laughs> I realized as I was starting to say it, I was like, I bet you Dan's making the exact same joke that I'm making. See, this is why our characters can communicate non-verbally so well. 
Okay, right. so yes, I'm going to use So that goes Jim's... straight up to a yes. Um, Polodine has got in the eyes um, with the mace and is now blind. Temporarily, I'm going to give them the blind trait. Um, which Aha. I think is going to dr- drop uh, his awareness down to basically zero for any of his senses, except for, because he's an androgum, taste and smell. Taste and smell are going to kind of be his like leading olfactory senses for the time being. But I feel he's like kind mace of would probably mess that up a lot, wouldn't it? Um, was kind of I'm going to say with an androgum a little bit. I'm going okay. I'll nerf it a little bit. I'm going to take because usually when you're using taste and smell, he has an awareness of six. I'm going to take it down to four. Um, but uh, at the same time as that happens, the Raston Warrior robot appears behind Jim, <laughs> fires a spike. So. I'm going to have the rest on Warrior Robot do a roll, and because of the way Skype, even though I keep closing it, keeps putting the preview, on the character sheet that I had over for Paula Dean, it didn't look like the photo for it was just of Michael. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the rest on Warrior Robot is going to use its uh, natural weapons. Uh, oh man, oh, the rest on Warrior Robot's about to murder Jim, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I was a little bit afraid that if I brought Jim back in, he would end up dying, but 15. it's also so funny to have this guy come back in with a bag of... Twi- okay, so the rest of Warrior Robot rolls a 24. Um, Bye. So I would like Jim to roll a coordination and athletics, negative 4, because the rest of Warrior Robot has got him by surprise. 10. Okay, so Bye. that is a yes. That's a yes and. Which for an <laughs> that's attack, a serious rap evil. on Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim ain't getting that box set. You know, not everybody lives. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim You're gets dead, a Jim. spike You're through dead, the Jim. torso. He's dead, period. Jim, period. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jim Riley. gets a I, spear no, through the... Jim gets a spear through the chest and immediately just kind of, like, gurgles a little bit and then falls <laughs> over dead. Oh. I was... That's just I was two days away from retirement. And then he falls over. (laughs) (laughs) And Jim is gone. Jim Jim has shuffled off this mortal coil. I hope he... Um, uh, So what's happening right now? Because a lot just happened. What were you all doing Um, in the cage? So just to recap what happened with us, because we were kind of doing it interspersed there. I made eye contact with Travis. I, I did like a now. I think Travis dropped the Faraday cage. My broadcast went out, and then I, I think, Dan, I'll let you decide what you did next, but I think eventually you put it back up again, right? Um, I think that Travis would actually try to hand control of the Faraday cage off to the doctor and let her decide again, and Travis would go to Carrie and be like, should we try to get these two out of here or distract them? Because, look, that guy, is, he's hurt. Like, I know there's a robot, but... I, I wouldn't take them out now. I think that this is the safest place for them. Ah! All right, I whip. Oh, oh no, wait! I wouldn't be wearing a belt. I'm wearing a tuxedo. I'd probably have suspenders. I was gonna say I was gonna give you my belt to like bite down on, so we could get the knife out of your arm. But I don't have a belt. <laughs> Just do it. Just take it. All right. I I'm really bad at uh, medicine, so this is just gonna be what strength and athletics. Uh, I do think this technically constitutes medicine, so I think it is gonna be strength and medicine. Okay. So it's, uh, so it's a three in strength and a zero in medicine. So, uh, yeah. Cool. I, I will at least know that I'm going to have to apply <laughs> pressure after the fact. So. Yes. Uh, that's a nine in total. Oh, a nine. Uh, all right. So On this the is going to happen. John Wick cosplay is very authentic. 
um uh, you pull the knife out um but you don't really know what you're doing and it does doctor i'm afraid it does hurt and you're gonna lose a point of resolve oh wow yeah that's fair i'm a little bit hurt yeah yeah um um, man i'm like going through the ringer tonight yeah and then and then there's a little like splooch of blood as it starts to yeah i I, 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 uh, travis come here lean closer closer okay closer and then as you get close enough to me, I reach up with my left hand and I snag on your bow tie, untying it. And then I take the bow tie and wrap it around my wound Perfect. as a bandage <laughs> to plug up my wound. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Ow! Ah! And yeah, you see me kind of like moving my arm and it like obviously like, I'm like getting a lot of pain whenever I try to do like a rotation of it. But like at least like I'm, I have more mobility now that I don't have a blade yeah. keeping it right, pinned, right. you know, so... Yeah. I don't know how medicine you, works, but that's that's how time yeah. physiology works now. So, you see, Polladine kind of like groping into in his pocket, looking for the remote, and he pulls out the remote for the Vastal Warrior and clicks a button, and the Vastal Warrior robot immediately jumps up into the air and vanishes. <laughs> and then Polladine says, "This will end in a moment, one way or another." Well, I have news for you. <laughs> One way or another, they're gonna find you. They're gonna get you, get you, get you. And then I put the Faraday cage back on again so that he's blocked from coming inside. Okay, so this is interesting because what the Vastor Moira robot wants to do is teleport inside of the cage before it's been turned on. So I'm gonna make this a contest. Okay. I'm gonna see if you if you can activate the Faraday cage um, quicker than the Vastor Moira robot can teleport into. It. I want to go even further. I'm trying yeah. to catch it in the electric field as it's teleporting through. Like, I like, I do like that. I'd made that decision because you said it disappeared, and I figured that's what it was going to do. So, yeah, I'm trying to catch it in the beam. All right, go for ingenuity and technology. Okay. Um, cool. Plus tech adapt. Quick reflexes means that what Plus the doctor does is going to um, come in before whatever the Raston Warrior robot does, by the way. Okay. Is, tech, yes. is tech adept at play here as well? Absolutely. Give yourself tech adept. Cool. So that's gonna be... yes. So I rolled a. So I started. My my base for this roll is twelve is eleven plus okay. the two points for tech attack makes it thirteen. And then I rolled a six and a two, which puts me so that puts me at twenty one or twenty two. So so thirteen plus six would be nineteen plus two. So twenty one is where I'm at right now. Twenty one. Okay. Um, so let me just roll for the rest. <laughs> um, so that's Snake Eyes for the rest of Warrior oh, Robot. Okay. Because uh, I was so going to burn, I was gonna burn robot, a skill point, a story point if I had to, but I don't have to. With, so with the rest of Warrior Robot, uh, with those Snake Eyes, that's a total roll of 18. Oh, snap. So that puts you, uh, so it's 18, 19, 20, 20. So that puts you in yes, but. Okay, then I am going to spend whatever story points I need to to get me completely to uh, yes, at least. Or yes that's one. One takes you to yes. Two takes you to yes. I'll take. I'll spend two. Why not? So I'll uh, right. go ahead and burn those two. So I have. I have four story points left at this point. Okay. So you activate the Faraday cage as the the Raston Warrior robot materializes, mm-hmm. and it materializes kind of in the electrical field. Um, the thing that was preventing it from teleporting in before was that electric field, and now it's teleporting in at the same moment. So here's how I see um, this playing out because this is where the fact that the format is kind of a downside for us yeah, yeah. is that like if this was this was a TV show this all would have happened in about 20 seconds but this happened yeah. over the course of like five minutes for us but like basically <laughs> yeah. the 
he says one way or another, and then I say, we're going to find you, we're going to get you, get you, and then right when the, the robot teleports to hit the cage mm-hmm. is when I go, get you, and that's right when, like, it's, like, yeah. perfectly timed, so I say, get you, yeah. and then that sputtering happens. That's how I picture it yeah. happening in my head. We're so it, it's kind of like a buffering convulsion of, of, of mechanics as it kind of materializes at the same time as the field is established, and then there is this kind of gentle <laughs> as it is kind of reduced to uh to to dust uh and there's this kind of silver uh kind of ripple in the air and then it is gone you have vaporized the raston warrior robot huzzah um is there anything in this cage that would function as like a baseball bat type weapon like a bludgeoning weapon Mm, maybe one of those really 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 long power strips that they use in like offices to plug computers into okay could um there... could, I I make a pinch? Yeah. could there yeah. be like crowbars for opening boxes and packages absolutely yeah that absolutely makes sense that there would be like a crowbar nearby from where like they've unpacked stock to put it in here and maybe someone has uh has has left a crowbar in here for that yeah i'm happy to okay. do that i i look at carrie and i look at that crowbar and i go hey carrie yes it's not protected anymore you want to distract him a little bit and then i hand All carry right. just be careful because i hand carry the steak knife i just pulled oh, out of the doctor's know. arm <laughs> right right just i mean that, that's got my blood on that's a little gross but all right um Gary. is there any protection in here Yes. Is there anything there? Here is there the protection. There are Nerf toys in here. <laughs> we are going to outfit you with not only padding, but it's also electric resistant. Yes. <laughs> We're going to insulate yes. you, basically. Nice. I like it. All right. Yeah, yes. we give you one of those like Nerf, like those Nerf like chest plate things, yes. and like the helmet. Yes. That's great. I was hoping we were because those are expensive. Those are the there. kind of things. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm mid nineties, it might even be yeah. like laser tag kind of stuff because like yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just got one of those laser tag chest plates. I had those. Yep. Yes. They yeah. didn't work. Lights in it. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh over yes. The, okay. The That's purple suit. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we do. We do that. Okay. We put it on her. Yes. And then this guy's an alien. He doesn't know this is a toy. Right. And so I give her the like chest plate and the laser gun and everything. And then I use my Sonic to turn it on like all at once. So like all those like noises come on and I go, Oh no, now our warrior is going to come and get you to the Andragon. And now I'm, I'm giving the floor to Kate because Kate hasn't got to do much this episode. So I want to let you have this like laser tag warrior moment. So, Kate, right. you had the floor. I think we dropped the Faraday cage enough that you can get out of it. Yeah, and he's, he's still uh, affected now, by the mace, so yeah, we have probably a window to let her out. Yeah, he's kind of he, blinded. He's a still bit. he's kind of stumbling around her. Then you can you can feel him kind of like sniffing the. You can see him kind of like he's still stumbling around out there. And you can see him kind of like sniffing the air. Yeah. Um. I'm. Uh, I think he. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I think Carrie's gonna grab that crowbar and go for the knees while he's unstable. Um, okay. To let, uh, let's try to use the element of surprise against him. Okay, so first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have him do a quick smell check to see if he can sense you coming, and then that will affect his uh, counter roll. This is not good. 
Paula Dean. This is not looking good for you. Yeah, um, Paula Dean's got it coming. <laughs> it's a 10. Um, I'm going to say that that doesn't do it. Um, so go ahead and roll uh, Strength and Fighting. Oh, man. Seven. Not good, man. Oh, do I get a bonus for that crowbar? Uh, I would say that we'll give you a plus two for the okay, crowbar. Okay, then nine with the crowbar. <laughs> All right. So Polodine rolled an eight. Uh-huh. So this is, this is yes, but. So with that crowbar, you, uh, you're going to hit him for uh, two damage, uh-huh. um, which because it is a blunt object, that is going to be two to his resolve, which does take his resolve down to one um, because he did take a hit earlier. Um, and uh, he, uh, uh, you kind of, as you, as you kneecap him, he kind of, he kind of falls to the ground and then he sniffs the air and he can tell that you are, he hasn't encountered you yet. Right. So now he has to do a roll to deser- determine whether he wants to eat you. Uh, which is one, two, three, four. Yeah, he doesn't want to eat you just okay, yet. Cool, thanks. Um, he's fine. Um, but he takes a knife and throws it blindly into your direction, uh-huh. um, which is not going to be great. Right. I'm still going to have you do athletics and uh, coordination to avoid it. Okay. Good thing we give you nerf armor. Uh. By the way, I do uh, want to say I'm so annoyed that the guy threw a knife ruining the doctor's coat also. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think at this point, this. too, because I've done a lot as a doctor after getting a pretty bad knife wound. So I think that maybe at this point I have kind of like not quite passed out, but I'm a little bit less effective now. Mm-hmm. And that also gives me a reason to take a back seat a little bit mm-hmm. for narrative. Because yeah. I think that's like, sure. I think the doctor kind of popped off all that she could and then got a good quip out and then kind of. Yeah, not yeah. quite passed out, but is definitely like has slipped a little bit. Like she's lost a lot of blood. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that makes sense. Um, so Polidine rolled a ten. Yeah, I got a thirteen after I rolled Snake Eyes. Okay. So, uh, thirteen is a no is no but. So it doesn't actually hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you are not injured in this particular instance. Um, but you can see him kind of feeling on his, on his his back. For that large, uh, like butcher's knife that he had before, uh-huh. um, uh, and he he kind of growls at you and says, "What do you expect to accomplish here? Just let me eat their livers and leave." You know, eating people really doesn't make you friends. And I'm guessing Carrie's pretty close to him now because she probably like slid on her knees mm-hmm. went to dodge the the knife he threw so are they within right. pretty much like arms reach of each other at this point yeah right now they're within arms reach and we're t- technically in a combat situation so if there's a non-combat like again it's talkers runners do as right. fighters so if there is something else you want to do you can do that and i'm also good i if uh, if travis or the doctor or the greys do want to join in they can right. um i just wanted to kind of make make the, the room aware uh-huh. of that um, but uh, yeah, so we're 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 back to the like kind of the next round in the conflict. Cool. So what do you what would you like to uh, do? I think in that process she's gonna go for the back because the knees, that was a hit. Yeah. So you're gonna go for the back? Yeah, because if I'm thinking gravity wise, if you're gonna go for the knees, you would go for the back next. By okay, the kidneys? That's, do that's... they have kidneys? I mean, they're humanoid shape. Yeah, Why humanoid. Yeah. yeah, then let's um, go for the kidneys. That sucks. Okay. Uh, 
I will say that um, Polodine is going to attack back, and Polodine has quick reflexes, okay. so that means Polodine gets to go yeah. first. You got like a surprise round last time, yeah. um, so Polodine's going to swipe at slash at you with uh, the butcher's okay. knife. But is blind. I do want right. to stress this. Um, so that and still bumbles, but worse. Yeah. Polodine swipes at you with the butcher's knife uh, and rolls an eight. So I need you, if you're going to avoid that, you need to do a coordination and athletics. You need to roll an eight, uh, uh, a nine or five. Or an eight. Ten. Nice. All right, yeah, that's a, that's a yes but. Um, oh, so it's a no but for me. Um, so you, so nothing happens in this particular instance. Um, but Polydine is able to kind of get your scent. Um, and that will reduce their, uh, their... Their, the nerfing of their uh, their awareness for the next attack. Right. So you can now do your thing if you want to go for strength and fight. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't think we'd be hitting <laughs> 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 We didn't think we were building ace. I don't know the Ten. Uh, I rolled an eight. So you get. Uh, oh, you do plus, half damage because that's yes, but. Plus two for oh, that's 12. So it's 12. Oh, yeah, then that, that actually does it. You actually full on uh, uh, whack Polydine on the back and uh, do, you do uh, four damage with that. Um, Polydine's uh, resolve has been reduced to zero, and Polydine is now knocked unconscious. Awesome. Um, and is laying on the floor. And it is at this moment that you hear. Uh, a sound from outside like a descending uh, craft or plane or st possibly a starship um, and there is a bright light coming through the windows and doorways um, as uh, the the Fry's electronic store is kind of enveloped in this kind of gentle purple glow and the uh, the, the signal uh, that uh, Macy had uh, under their arms uh, start a green light on it starts to flash and Macy looks at Jean and smiles and says I think we're leaving I think we're going home just in time Faraday Cage fizzes and powers down as the greys are enveloped in purple twinkly lights Macy looks uh, at the three of you or the two of you because I don't know maybe Carrie's kind of like peeking into the cage now um, and, uh, and Macy just says thank you as they disappear. Uh, I'm just, can I just do one thing as Gene? Yeah, nobody sure. Will, probably everybody will hate, nobody will laugh at. Let's find out together. Sure. Um, uh, and as they as they disappear, Gene looks out to, to Team Tardis and says, In the ancient words of my people, Cowabunga. And then ascends. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you'd like it, but, you know, I had to try. I don't yeah. get it. They... <laughs> Cowabunga? It's the 90s. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I, 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 it I was guess, literally, yeah. it's, it's that stupid. The, the purple light from outside dissipates, and the lights in the store dim down to their usual outside-of-business-hours levels of illumination. I, I go over and I kneel down next to the body of Codename Jim, and I look at his name tag, because I want to know what his real name was. His real name was... Uh, Bones. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was uh, uh, James... Timothy Spock. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, no, wait. James. Sorry, Michael. What's the name of Kirk's brother? 
Uh, yes. Oh, thank you. Right. Oh, you beauty. Oh, yeah. yeah. You lean down and the tag says George Samuel Kirk. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely that. You, and it's William Shatner with drama club yeah. lines on his forehead. It probably just says George. Not a whole lot of name tags have yeah. your first, middle, and last name on them. So it probably Look, either it was says the 90s. George. It's a different time. Thank you, George. And then I turned back to the team and said, um, they're going to. The police are probably going to think that the guy from the Chinese restaurant did it because his car is here. So we should probably, um, <laughs> you know, leave. Yeah. Uh, all right. That makes that. That's actually a pretty good point. We should probably get. Um, oh, you know what? Actually. And then I go to the security, like. I guess like the security office or whatever, with these, like wherever, whoever would, wherever, whoever would operate the cameras. Right. And I use my Sonic to erase the footage of what happened here so that there's not footage of that car pulling up and leaving. Like, like I basically, I, I like fry the uh, camera. You fry the so electronics. They can't, there's not like evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got him. So as you're leaving the fry's electronics, this is when you start, you see um, a helicopter descend and a bunch of jeeps yeah. pull into the parking lot of the fry's. Okay. And they are all emblazoned with the unit logo. Okay. And there are a bunch of people in red berets and military uniforms approaching. Perfect. Um, but uh, you're already seeing, there's two people off to the side. There's a jeep that has clearly been here a little while. And there is a man in a blue shirt with a fry's name tag. Um, uh, who has the kind of air of someone who's just been appointed manager of a building that's just had a ship crash into it? Yeah, and he's talking to a um, a, 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 a unit representative in what you would recognise as kind of a high-ranking uniform. Okay, uh, possibly even a level of say a brigadier. Yeah. So out of the smoke, uh, we all agreed uh, is is not the brigadier you might expect, but it's Brigadier Bambera, uh, looking crisp and fresh and '90s ready. Uh, in a, a cool new red beret, and I'm um, a brigadier, but probably not the one you were expecting. <laughs> I'm the brigadier. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. She says that the line. Of the brigadier. The smoke clears. Um, I think the doctor. I think the doctor saw the brigadier uniform just like vaguely in the smoke and got very excited. And then it, this brigadier, yeah. and she's kind of like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> she's like, "I'm in the '90s. I might know this brig." Oh, oh. yeah. It's good and, to see uh, you as well, Doctor. Uh, it looks like you... Do you um, You need some medical assistance? You're looking a little... Uh, yeah, I would would very much like some assistance medically, and also, where have you lot been? I, I've, been here for, I've been here for quite a bit, and nobody nobody came to help. Well, we only... Excuse me, how, how am I supposed to explain this to head office? Oh, oh I don't care for that at all. Um, I... <laughs> um... There's a gosh dang UFO crash in the front of our ship. Oh, a store. You sat, you... Ben, you're attempting to get an American accent. It's, it's all bad. I know what I sound like. <laughs> all right. Uh... Don't think I don't know. I had to grow she up with this boy. Paul Blart's Quato. I'm sorry. I know that's gonna throw us off for a little bit, but you also sound like I, I, there's a specific Muppet, and I can't quite pull it. But it's like a very, it's very much like that kind of. Hi. A little bit like Sweetums. A little bit. That's yeah, what I, that's exactly what I yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a UFO crash in the front of my store. We haven't even opened yet. I'm gonna Wait. lose my job. All right. So can you can you just tell me that you want to go to Hollywood? I just want to hear how that sounds. I want to I want to go to Hollywood. Well, you're in North Hollywood, so right. it's close. Oh, okay. Well, what do we what do we do here? 
No, you know what it is? It's Jimmy Stewart. You sound like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and Harry Carey. Like Will Ferrell doing Harry tell, Carey. Tell me, tell oh. me that you uh, that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well. I was How dare you? I'm, try- I'm, I'm going to lose my job here. Careful, doctor. He's an American. He might he might just shoot you. <laughs> I have four guns. <laughs> Jim Carrey doing a Jim Stewart impression. <laughs> I, I guess you could just leave it in there. Like, you could just leave the spaceship. I mean, like, like you lot, I point to unit, could take anything valuable or, like, dangerous out of there and put it in your archive that I totally know about, by the way. And also, um, leave, but, like, like stay, leave it in there or put up, like, a fake version of it so that people... Oh, like, oh, us, we, it was just a promo for that new fries, but it was really, you know, a spaceship crashing. But they don't they can just go, oh, we thought it was a real spaceship, but it was just a promo for fries. Don't worry, Doctor. Unit has experience going all the way back to the Cinerama Dome. Uh-huh. Oh, those poor people. That swarm. <laughs> deadly. <laughs> what a terrible tragedy that day was. But anyway, yeah. Um, so we, um, yeah, we fixed that. Uh, also, I will say... That there was a very kind uh, British Chinese restaurant owner who lent us. He might not be the owner. I don't know why I assume he was just a cashier there. He might be just a dude. But he um, he gave us his car to drive over here. And um, I mean, we definitely left some food in the car for a while. So maybe just like get him a nicer car. Like just like, hey, thanks for being so kind and friendly. You know. Abs- that sounds absolutely fair. Yes, we'll we'll requisition a vehicle uh, for him from the the unit. Um, well, we'll probably get a new car, actually, because all the other ones have been yeah, sliced in half by to... laser beams. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think getting him a jeep is probably the best goal. Mm. Not very I fuel mean, efficient, I guess. Well, we California, don't really care about that yet, so never mind. It is Southern California, so maybe he might like that to have. It's like the hood, you can zip, unzip it and ride around and look like he's a military man. I know how much you humans like that. Um, all right. Um, is there anything else you need us to do here? Do we need to like sign any forms or anything? Um, Doctor, I feel like if I were to present you a stack of paperwork, you'd tear it up, wasting the effort I spent getting the papers sorted. Oh, I wouldn't still be here by the time the paperwork got here. This is what I'm talking about. Just slip out the back already. I was hoping you would walk over to get the paperwork and you come back and me and my friends would be gone and that would be kind of like the fun of it. But then you you knew that was coming and I I gotta find new ways to annoy you now. I'm not Commissioner Gordon. I'm (coughs) the... (laughs) And then Brigadier Bambera, I think, is gonna make a... a, just a real sassy show of turning around, like putting her hands on the jeep, like she's talking to somebody else, and be like, "Are they? Are they gone? Did they go?" And actually, the doctor's like, "Well, I, I don't want to go now because I think you." Was <laughs> <laughs> doctor, what about we uh, we put on our sunglasses and walk away like we're super cool? Oh, I love that! Yeah, Travis, that's the way. Oh, yeah, that's what we do it. And so we put on our sunglasses. And then I kind of wince again because I actually am quite a bit amount of pain. And then I'm like, and we walk away. But it's very much like that, like shot of like we're looking really cool. And then I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and then I like turn my glasses down. I turn to look back again. We freeze frame on the die. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's how, Cut I think to that's how we leave. Interior TARDIS that evening as you return to the TARDIS, um, the uh, cats greet you as you as you walk through the door. Um, and, uh, there is a gentle beeping coming from the TARDIS console. Um, before I check that, 
Um, mm -hmm. I think that I go to the console and I think that I press a button and what looks kind of like regeneration energy comes out and like addresses my wound and kind of like mm -hmm. addresses that. We've never really seen the doctor deal with what is a, a, like a pretty, pretty bad wound aside from burning their own regeneration energy to yeah. heal it, which I, I don't like when they do that because it's like how much of that do you really have without regenerating? So I think that the, t the TARDIS probably has something on the same lines as yeah. um, as Jack Harkness's like nanobots. So I think like yeah, sure, I'll allow yeah, that. I think that she actually yeah, so she does that, and like that's just an explanation as to why next episode we know I'm no longer so sure. Or, it's yeah, not like it's not like D and D where it's like oh I had a long rest and now my my mortal wounds are, are healed. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, and then I go to check the beeping console. Uh, the progress bar has filled to 100%, and it, uh, uh, where the, uh, the TV-VCR combo is positioned um, is above a, an old, um, uh, uh, like an old, like, IBM PC keyboard, and it says, the screen says, engage program, Y, N, and it's waiting on a keyboard prompt. And I, I go, hey, Carrie, come over here. All right. Carrie cycles her way over. Um, I think she's still in the foam suit too, so yeah. she sidles her way over. I think I think the doctor like steps back and is like, I think it's good if you do the honors. And then she looks at Travis, who's probably like like securing himself into his like TARDIS secure seat. And the doctor herself also just takes the nice comfortable seat down on a chair and she's like, <laughs> go ahead and you do the honors. She'll be right. fine, she's still padded. Yeah. And uh because I have no idea what's going on. I think Harry's just going to put the Y, enter, and then, um, I guess, I guess it's your narration now. All right. Immediately, the TARDIS, the time rotor in the center of the console starts to churn up and down, uh, initially with, with kind of the regular kind of slow pulsing pace, and then it begins to speed up again, like it was at the beginning of the previous episode. Um, and then the entire console kind of lurches sideways like it's like it's picking up speed so fast that it's pulling everything back um, and then again sparks and flames and smoke coming out of the central console and then a warning light a red warning light starts to flash on the console um, and the information that is being displayed on the uh, the TV VCR combo um, is immediately uh, uh, recognizable by the doctor and is also a source of distress because she now knows exactly where this TARDIS is going. Oh no, we're going somewhere I haven't gone in a very, very long time. We're going to the land of fiction.
a little trout. I uh, I woke up one morning for a hankering for trout, and I got in my car. And I headed out. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> okay. Um, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> amazing, incredible. Whatever you're running. <laughs> I need one of you to do it. I'm gonna lose my jaw. <laughs> I, I don't see what's especially funny. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, is, there, is there something about me that's comical to you? No. <laughs> It really is. This is Fenard crying level of like, I can't handle it. <laughs> so I think this is the thing that bonds the Doctor and Brigadier Bebera. They're <laughs> laughing in the corner like school children. Uh, and, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>